Welcome to the Loan Officer Sales Training with the Mortgage Calculator. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of the Mortgage Calculator, and we do this training every weekday at 12 p.m. Eastern, where we go through the front end of the mortgage process and selling. So we'll wait just a second here to get started, but today we're going to be talking about customer retention. So I know we all want to make sure that we keep the clients, especially in the climate that we were just coming out of, as far as how hard it was to get clients, we definitely all want to keep them. So of course, the mortgage industry, when we say customer, we're talking about borrower, right? We're talking about borrowers, potential borrowers or clients. Um, that's all interchangeable, right? So that's what we mean by customer retention is keeping clients, doing repeat business with clients and, you know, continuing to help borrowers. So that's what we mean by customer retention here. So let's go ahead and get into it here. I've got a few slides to talk about. Now, first and foremost, when it comes to customer retention, one of the most important things is to be a loan consultant. I mean, we talk about this all the time here at the Mortgage Calculator. We try to train our loan officers to be loan consultants always. And that's really the number one uh, you know, recurring theme here throughout this training is going to be to be a loan consultant. Because when you are doing your job properly as a loan consultant, it's going to just come naturally to have customer retention, right? Your customers are naturally going to come back to you. You're providing that value, right? One of the things our sales manager, Jose, always talks about is providing value to the customer. And that is how you do it by becoming a loan consultant. That means knowing your products and knowing your processes, right? You need to know all of the products that we have to offer, which is a lot, thousands of them, right? You need to know the process of how the different products work, right? And the loan process, both on our end as a company and just, you know, in general, because you need to educate, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to educate and empower your customers, right? That's what being a loan consultant is. We're going to empower them by educating them on the process, on what's going on educating them on their choices. Remember, most of this is the borrower's choice. We're here to present options, find options that would fit their scenario, educate them on them, but we need to empower them to make the decision. This is all so important to customer retention because your customer is going to feel that, they're going to know that, and they're going to make they're going to instantly know that you are not some salesperson that you're not trying to make a bunch of money off of them and push something down their throat they're going to understand that you are a professional consultant and that you're earning your value by going to work for them. As soon as you've spoken to the client, we're off and running, we're going to work, we're putting together quotes, we're checking guidelines, we're seeing what we can do, what we can't do. Out of what we can do, what are the benefits of doing it this way? What would be the benefits of doing it this way? What are the pros and cons of these three options that I've found that are viable options for your scenario? It's just naturally going to come to them that you're providing value and that you're being a consultant to them, right? So these first three bullet points here, this is just what we're going to do anyways. That's what all of our trainings are about is being a loan consultant and knowing your products and processes. You can educate your borrower on those products and processes 
and empower them to make their own decisions, what's best for them with your guidance, right? So we're going to be doing all three of these top bullet points anyways. And when we're doing them correctly, the customer retention is just going to come naturally. That's just how it happens, right? But the next bullet point here is a big one. This is a big one. Trust me. Effective communication. The number one complaint from both loan officers, or excuse me, the number one complaint about loan officers from both clients and realtors is lack of communication. That's an actual statistic. Number one complaint about loan officers is lack of communication both with clients and with realtors. So what do we know? We know what our competition is not doing correctly, which is communicating effectively. And here's the big part after the comma here, the second part of this sentence, even with bad news, that is the key. Anybody can communicate effectively when there's positive, there's sales going on. When they call your phone, you know that it's money in your bank because you're going to close this loan with them and you're happy, right? It's easier to communicate then. And even some loan officers fail to do so then, but it's a lot easier to communicate then than when you have bad news. The deal blew up, the appraisal came in lower, the underwriter didn't like this situation, whatever the case may be, loan officers, especially in any salespeople, tend to avoid people when there's bad news. They don't take the calls. They don't, they're dreading that call to the borrower of, you know, giving them the bad news, right? Well, this is a big one because the effective communication is so much more important when the news is bad, right? And also, You need to be proactive when reaching out. And that's the next bullet point there, but it goes hand in hand with this of that when you get the bad news, that's the time needed most to communicate effectively because you need to be proactive when you reach out. You need to immediately contact the borrower, contact the realtor. Everybody needs to know what's going on because if we don't, we're just delaying it and making it worse, right? If we're proactive. We reach out to the realtor and say, hey, this issue has come up. Just letting you know, we're going to try to do X, Y, Z. Worst case scenario, we may need an extension. Let's make sure we're all on the same page that we're going to face this hurdle. And if we can't do it by X date, we are going to need to extend the contract. Let the realtor start talking to the other realtor and start you know, doing what it is that they do to make sure that everyone is aware of this potential issue and we can, uh, you know, try to solve it in the meantime. Maybe it's an issue that could be handled with just a $500 seller credit or something where all it needs to be done is to talk about it. And then the realtor can go get that couple dollars credit and all of a sudden it makes the situation better. But when you don't communicate that, because you have something that blew up the deal or could blow up the deal or slow down the deal and you may not make the purchase contract date, right? You know, that's something I see a lot of. Loan officers don't want to communicate when it's negative, but that's the time when your effective communication means the most. Now, here's another way that it relates to customer retention. 
even when you mess up. So now I'm not even talking about outside forces, right? I was just talking about outside forces happening, something bad happening with the deal. Now, a lot of customers don't understand our part in the process, right? It's not their job to. We are the licensee. But a lot of the times they blame us for other things that we have no control of. And that's fine. We're salespeople. That's part of the job, right? But sometimes it is our fault. Either way, if we are effective in our communication, even when there's bad news, sometimes it helps you retain a client even more when they're upset. Now, it sounds a little strange, right? Here's what I mean by this. If your client runs into an issue, if their loan has issues and they chew you out a little bit, I guess we should say, maybe, you know, yell or be upset or talk a little negative, you know, and I'm not saying you have to take disrespect, but sometimes we have to take it on the chin, right? As a salesperson, as a loan officer, sometimes we're taking it on the chin for the underwriter, right? But at the end of the day, sometimes we just have to take it. And if you do so, and then still continue the process of communicating effectively, of trying to find a solution, of understanding their frustration. Some people, let's say you do a loan with somebody and there's five issues that come up and they're super upset about it, but each time you answer the phone, each time you reached out to them and were proactive about it, each time you did whatever it took to solve the problem, a lot of people would much rather deal with that than find somebody new. They might say, hey, John Doe, you know, he messed up my loan a couple of times, but he's always there when I need him. And he's always there for me to let him have it is also kind of subliminally, subliminally, I don't know why I can't talk. Some people, you know, are subliminally doing that as well. Just liking to have somebody to hold accountable and sometimes maybe yell at or whatever. And the fact that you're there to take it and answer the phone is what people like. What they don't like is for people to be gone. They would probably much rather work with somebody who had a few hiccups, but great communication than somebody who had poor communication and maybe not have had that same hiccup, right? So as long as they know that you're there for them, good or bad, and you're there to take the lumps, right? It's going to be a positive experience for them. And I've seen it where people, yes, this loan was a nightmare and it was difficult, but at the end of the day, we got it done. You were there for me. You never didn't answer the phone. And so I am here to do business with you in the future, right? And hopefully you were doing all the things above that we talked about as well and being a consultant. But at the end of the day, this is the mortgage business and we only control one small part of all of these moving pieces there's loans that cannot close to no fault of our own. And so it's just something that's going to happen. But it's what we do about that is going to determine if we're going to keep clients in the future or not, even when loans don't close. If we were always there, we we're effective with our communication, our chances are very high that we will still work with that client even when negative things happen. And then the last bullet point here on this slide is just to always have the customer's best interests in mind right? When we're being a loan consultant, we need to have that. This is something that's going to run deep within you as you are doing this job. We have to get it out of our heads 
that we're in this business to make money. That's a given. Anybody who works is working to make money. But what we have to do is remind ourselves we're in this business to help as many customers as we can. And we're always going to have our customer's best interest in mind because that is our job. Not only is it our job, it is our duty, right? As a licensee, we are the ones that went and got a license and attested to all these different things. And one of those things is to always have the customer's best interest in mind. So most of these bullet points on here are just genuinely being a good loan officer, right? And if we are doing those things, Retaining customers shouldn't be an issue, right? Now let's talk about the next slide here. Here's where we get really uh, a little bit more deep here into, uh, you know, I guess techniques to use, right? If we're being genuine, everything we talked about on the last slide is going to all come and fall into place. But here's where we can take it even a step further. Become a real relationship in your customer's life. So right now what I'm talking about is more so repeat business right? As far as retaining a customer, become a real relationship in their life. What I mean by that is not somebody that I worked with that does loans. This is my loan guy or my loan girl or whatever the situation may be, right? This is my loan person. Now, this is especially possible when you are working with investors, right? Because investors essentially need their own team. They need their realtor, their loan officer, the title company that they work with. And that's usually what they keep, right? They have their team. They're the investor, especially these people who are doing short-term rentals and fix and flips and burr and all this type of stuff. They have a team and they have their go-to loan person. When they see a deal, they don't randomly contact some other person they send that deal to their loan officer and says, hey, what would be the situation financing on this, right? That's what you want to become. You want to talk to, excuse me, you want to work with investors that make you a part of their team so that every deal they get, everything, they should be sending you text messages or emails with a Zillow link to like, oh, what would you think if I did this property? What do you think we could do with that? How do you think we could approach it? Because they're out there always thinking, looking at deals. And if you're just their person that's going to, again, right away, text them back and say, sounds good. I'm on it. I'll get back to you with a couple quotes here today. That's what they want, right? So we want to become a real relationship in their life. Again, it's easier when it's a business person that's doing this for a living because they it's like their business model to have that team in place. But even just a person, they want that person in their life that they trust for mortgages. Yes, it may only come up, you know, what is the average of three times every seven years, right? Because they purchase and then refi twice during that time, typically on average. So yes, with a person, a regular customer, yes, it may only be every couple of years that they end up getting in touch with you. But again, if you're their loan person, it's going to come more natural to refer you to people and stuff too. Oh, I got a loan person. You're looking to purchase a house, right? So a great way to do this and to help with this is to connect with your customer on your personal social media. If you've done a deal with this person and they're comfortable with it, there's no problem with you requesting to be their friend personally 
on Facebook or Instagram, what that does is that injects you into each other's lives. Now you are on their feed personally, right? I'm not talking about your business account. I'm not talking about spamming people. I'm not talking about messaging them a bunch through Facebook. I'm just talking about being friends, genuinely being interested in them, their family, right? And and I'm not telling you to be fake and go like pictures, but genuinely, you know, you're liking pictures of their family. They're liking pictures of your family or whatever it is that's going on, right? So that's also a great way to keep in, you know, keep in touch with people. But again, more so you're interjecting yourselves into being a part of their life as opposed to them being a client, right? And now when they're seeing you on their feed and stuff, you know, you're much, you're close to home, you're personal, and then they're going to definitely remember you next time they need to refi or they're going to say, oh yeah, you know, I got my loan person, you know, I see them every day, they're great, you know, whatever the situation may be. And again, being a genuine resource to the customer and their family, this goes hand in hand, right? We want to genuinely be a resource to help them. Our goal should be to help as many as po- people as possible. That's what's going to make us money, right? The more people we help get into homes or the more investors that we make profitable transactions, the more people we help, the more money we're going to make, right? And we want to be genuinely a resource to our customers, to their family, to everybody that we're helping in this wonderful business of real estate, providing people with homes or opportunities in the case of working with investors. Now, here's something cool with the mortgage calculator, closing gifts and appreciation for their business. This is another way to retain clients, the closing gifts. Remember at the mortgage calculator, once you know we close a loan, the email is sent to the client for them to answer some questions, which personalizes a nice little gift packet for them and sends it to them on your behalf, you being the loan officer, right? So your client gets sent the gift on your behalf, cool little you know stuff and uh, something to just... Uh, you know, have them remember you, say thank you, and also a great opportunity to follow up, right? Now, the closing gift is great, but what I want to really get across in this training here is your appreciation for their business. So closing gift, perfect reason follow up. Did you get the gift? How'd you like it? Or they may even follow up with you before you even get a chance saying, hey, I got this gift. Oh, that was really great. It's really appreciated what you want to get across to them. And again, genuinely appreciate their business. I genuinely appreciate your business. Don't act like you did them a favor, right? You, They did you a favor by giving you their business. You did do them a favor as helping them as a loan officer consultant. But at the end of the day, you want to express how appreciative you are for their business. Closing gift is a great way to trigger that, touch base about that. And then of course, the last bullet point here, use technology to keep in touch, right? Whether it's social media or whether it's the CRM, a jerk campaign, an action plan, whatever the case may be, or a a reminder task to touch base with them on whatever date, right? Use the technology to your advantage. So the key theme here throughout everything we talked about today is to be a good loan officer consultant. 
that's all that's all this is really about. To retain clients, we got to do what we're supposed to be doing in the first place, which is knowing our products, making sure we can educate our customers and empower them to make the best decisions for themselves. We always communicate. We always are a step ahead of most of the other loan officers who are not communicating. And that's going to separate us apart right there. You heard the statistic, the majority of complaints about loan officers is the lack of communication. So we know the majority of loan officers have poor communication. So we can put ourselves already in the top tier of loan officers just by picking up the phone. How amazing is that? You're all, even new loan officers, if you're just picking up the phone and communicating, you're already better than the majority of other loan officers in this business. That's pretty powerful, right? You don't have to close a million loans. You don't have to have done a million loans in the past. If you're just answering the phone and communicating clearly and properly and being proactive and outreaching out to your clients, you're already a top tier loan officer, regardless of how many deals you've closed. You could be brand new and you're already in the top. That's amazing. And again, always have your best customer's best interest in mind. Be a real relationship to them. Try to be that loan consultant to every single one of them, right? That's really what this is about is try to be that consultant. It will shine through. They will feel like you're their loan person And again, connect with them on personal social media, maybe, right? Um, And just be a part of their life and appreciate their business. And if you keep in touch and you appreciate their business and you ask for referrals, right? Remember, we have an entire training on asking for referrals, which is right here at this point is a great time to ask for referrals. Yes, you're welcome for the closing gift because we really appreciate your business. I appreciate you allowing me, uh, you know, to help your family get into the home. I would really appreciate it if you could recommend me to anyone who ever needs my services. That would be great. You know, that is a perfect time to ask for referrals. So as long as we're doing these things correctly, it's going to allow us to not only uh, retain customers, but also get new customers from the referrals that we're going to get by doing our job properly. Let's see here. I see in the chat, Art said, great training. You hit the nail on the head with the communication piece. As a realtor, this is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely, right? And realtors are the lifeblood of this business for us as loan officers. Most of our referrals are going to come from either realtors or other uh, you know, clients, right? That's usually who we're getting referrals from. And with realtors, the lack of communication is a serious issue, especially because this is their life on the line too. This is their livelihood. This is how they put food on the table. So when they're working in a business relationship with you and you're not answering the phone regarding a deal that's going to put money on the table to feed their families, how do you think they're going to feel about you as a professional? When they're trying to put food on the table, you're not answering the phone and this deal is about to explode and you're, you know, not dealing with it properly. You're not taking responsibility for your part. It's going to be no good. They're not going to deal with you. They're not going to refer their clients to you, right? If we do our job properly, not only will the buyer's agent, right, refer us 
loans, but possibly the seller's agent too, right? If we're on top of it, coordinating the entire transaction and being an actual consultant and bringing value and taking control to make sure that this transaction closes, everyone in the transaction will understand that, will appreciate that, will see that. And that's how we end up getting referrals from clients and realtors. But Art, you're absolutely right. The communication piece with the realtors is not only big because they, you know, are involved in the transaction, but again, that's how they put food on their table. And how would you like it when you got a big commission that you use to put food on the table and the other person that has to be involved to get the deal done is MIA or not very good at communicating. That's definitely not a situation that you would want to be in. And it's not a situation that your realtor partners are going to want to be in. So the moment that deal is done, they're never sending you a customer again. Right. So we want to make sure that we're on top of it. And, and that's it's a great example because that's really one of the most important things we're talking about today. Notice a few of these bullet points talk about just communicating properly with the client. Right. So thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, we do this 12 p.m. Eastern every single weekday where we go through the sales end of things. It is Friday. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll have some cool topics for next week. So we'll see you Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of the Loan Officer Sales Training with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great weekend, everyone.